Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. This week's episode is a movie that is streaming on Shudder. It was first brought to my attention through a David Lynch Facebook group. The trailer for this one was posted up. It had some elements that looked like it might be kind of David Lynch-esque. I don't think this one really has too much in the way as far as a David Lynch type of feel or a David Lynch type of film. I will say there are some definite elements and things that might occur in a David Lynch film, but we'll get into that a little bit later as I think we should announce the movie. This is the 2020 Shudder exclusive Damien McCarthy directed Caveat. Caveat tells the story of a lone drifter who is hired by his ex-landlord to look after the ex-landlord's psychologically troubled niece. It should go without saying that this one could include some spoilers. I'm going to intentionally leave some story elements out because there is some twists and turns along the way. First off with this one, I think it was actually a well done film. The direction is solid, it's a good low budget horror film. It doesn't immediately jump out that it's a horror film, I mean there's horror elements all throughout this film. It has a definite feel about it, it has a definite sense of dread, possibly. By the time we find out everything of what's going on, it might be a little bit of a letdown. At its heart, it really is a haunted house film, but it's a very unconventional haunted house film because we're not shown explicitly that there's any paranormal things going on until a little bit later in the film. So it's a haunted house film that's not really a haunted house film. It's essential to the story, but at the same time, it feels unimportant to the story. The movie doesn't seem to want to focus on the actual events that occurred in that house, instead wants to focus on the character of Isaac, who is played by actor Jonathan French. It's perfectly fine that the movie wants to focus on him and his struggle as he's trying to recover his memories as well as survive and escape the house. It's also about Isaac trying to escape his ex-landlord's niece, Olga, who blames Isaac for what happened in the house. It's interesting that Olga is in a near catatonic state. She goes and completely blanks out for hours and no noise, no nothing can actually go and wake her out of it. Through the course of the movie, we find out she witnessed a murder in the house. Overall, I think Caveat is a solid film. It just feels like there's something missing throughout, and that's only because we're given bits and pieces of the story through the characters themselves. That's fine, but I don't know if it exactly works well to create the type of horror film that the director was going for. This is a movie that's not really about jump scares, it's all about the feel of the film. It's given you that feeling of dread. It succeeds mostly because of the music that's throughout. There's not really a whole lot of music, instead there's kind of a droning type of noise throughout the entire film. It gave me almost a feeling of a Silent Hill-esque type of story. I don't know if that's the correct comparison, but that's just the feel that it gave me. The whole idea of losing your memories, regaining them to find out what actually happened. It allows the character to go through a journey 
I just don't think that it was handled especially well. The whole back and forth, it seems unnecessarily confusing. But if the movie was told in a linear fashion from start to finish, a definite point A, B, C, as opposed to going from point C, A, B, and jumping around like that. So there is my big problem and major issue with the movie. It tries really hard to be involving from the audience, but yet it doesn't feel like it was handled very well. This whole back and forth way of telling a story, of course, got popular a little bit with Quentin Tarantino. However, David Lynch has been perfecting that as well. Maybe that's where some of the David Lynch-esque, maybe that's where some of the David Lynch comparisons in that Facebook post that I saw, maybe that's where the author of the post was getting that type of feel. I think the trailer was probably cut better than what the movie actually is, which is weird. It paints it up to be a super intense horror film, where it's not really. This is where it deviates from being a David Lynch styled film because the movie has a definite start and finish. It doesn't have a whole lot of questions for us. You may be questioning the motives of some things because the movie doesn't give you enough info, but it's not something like David Lynch's Inland Empire or Mulholland Drive where we're given a set of facts and movie all of a sudden things are turned completely different and it turns into something else. If I had to compare it to a David Lynch film, I would say it's closer to Lost Highway, especially with the whole amnesia aspect that was in Lost Highway and is included here in Caveat. Actually, I think there is another film that I could compare it to that it reminded me of and I just thought about it because I was trying to think of the film but I couldn't think of it and here it is. It's a somewhat forgotten David Cronenberg film called Spider. If you haven't seen that one I recommend checking it out. Of course it's definitely not in the same realm as some of the other Cronenberg classics but it definitely has a similar feel about it with this one. As far as caveat goes the actual I guess creepy things in the film would be a rabbit. It's a rabbit toy that's got like human eyes. I don't know who would think to even purchase a toy like that. But I did enjoy the use of that as a plot element, as a thing to creep people out. Because little things like that are creepy, I guess. They don't really creep me out. But it was neat with the way it was used. It was used almost as a way to unlock the mystery. A well done scene and possibly one of my favorites in the movie is when Isaac is talking to it and it seems to respond. It's almost like a Morse code way of talking to the characters in the film. I'm guessing that's where the spirits would come into play because it's controlling the rabbit toy. We do actually get that one big reveal at the end of the movie as far as the actual spirit and paranormal thing that's going on in the house. But again, we had to sit through the entire film and this isn't a very long movie. It's barely even an hour and a half, but it just doesn't feel like enough. Thinking about this, I don't know how I would have actually ended the film. I guess in some ways it's a happy ending because Isaac got his memories back and is able to leave. But then again, it just doesn't go too far by the end of the film. 
I am thankful that this movie was more about dread than jump scares. I think jump scares have kind of worn out their welcome with me. And we also didn't get the screaming spirit at the end of the film, which I was happy about too. That's often a cliche I find in a lot of these films like this. Usually the ghost or whatnot is a screaming almost creature, not even a spirit at that point. I just, in my viewing, I was expecting a bigger payoff. Maybe I'm desensitized to twist endings where there's not really a huge twist, but a slight one. I don't know. It's really not a bad film, but it's not great either. I was actually really hyped in seeing this one. I do recommend checking it out. You may really enjoy it. It just didn't do a whole lot for me, so it comes with a recommendation. It's just a very mild recommendation overall. If you're in the mood for a slow building psychological thriller type of film, this may be for you. But in viewing, you're probably going to think to yourself, it reminds me of something that I've seen before. I think I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing, you can reach out to me at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. I also have a website, so if you're looking to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you're enjoying my show, please feel free to give me a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners. It'll also allow me to keep making new content. Plus, you know, I love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night.